for those of you who don't know me, my name is Becky Wright. I'm the Executive Director of Unions 21, which is a forum for trade unions in the UK, Ireland and beyond to come together to explore our shared challenges and to work on ideas and projects which help build tomorrow's unions. I come as somebody who is, I would call myself data curious and interested rather than a full on policy person. Um, and so, you know, some of the experts in the room might have to bear with me on some of these things. But what I really wanted to talk to when, when I was first asked to come and speak is this idea of redistribution and the role that unions can play in creating equal societies and how the lessons of the past industrial revolutions might help us to inform about what we do in this data context and part of the trigger for that for me was when um, very similar to you know Jenna mentioned at the beginning around this um, online clocking in and clocking off and the, my first thought was uh, you know, the punch in, punch out cards that you would get in factories uh, in the first industrial revolution. And so, you know, like much of the world of work as organisations and institutions, unions were created to act as a balance or a force to challenge the prevailing injustices that were occurring as we were going into these. You know, I've often thought that workers are creating the wealth. They've always been creating the wealth but they were not often seeing the benefits from their hard labor and not just creating um, uh, the wealth, but they were also creating data. And in this backdrop, they came together to negotiate, uh, workers came together to negotiate collectively for the redistribution of that profit for safer working conditions and to be seen as having a real vested interest in the impact of their labor. I really, I was really, um, intrigued by by the previous contribution about this idea of you know different kind of systems because for me in essence the thing that we do as unions is transformative and it is something that we have always done and we could continue to do because in essence workers should reap the rewards just like companies and organizations this is from our hard labor as 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 much as our data i think so where does that lead us today in this new data revolution and i think one of the things that's often not talked about at least um in the anglophone world is this kind of systematic dismantling of institutions and systems which gave us the balance between workers and capital and of this idea of collective negotiations the fact that we don't have this as a way to bargain like our colleagues in the Nordic countries or in Italy or as colleagues in France will understand, I think is a really vastly underrated aspect in all of this. Um, you know, they broadly still remain and, and what are we doing in there? I think uh, having spoken to colleagues in Sweden and in Norway, I think it's really interesting that they, they have um, collective bargaining which looks at data and data usage as it comes from workers and beyond you know they they are integral part of the um of when you create something a union is there to act as the, the balance and to say have you thought of this have you thought of that and i think in most of the anglophone worlds this is lost and it is lost to our detriment and so when we're talking about a data revolution and a data governance, 
I kind of ask myself as this non-data person, well, where is wealth being generated? Who controls this wealth? And what does this mean for workers who often have a marginalized voice, if one at all, in greater society? I come to the trade union movement as someone who realized as a woman, I spend most of my life at work. And this is a great potential to be, you know, to have a voice. And in most instances, I don't have one. We're not perfect as institutions ourselves. And there is a lot of stuff that we do as an organization around that. But I think that this idea that uh, we exist and this institutions and the systems we work with exist should be a jumping off point to think about governance uh, for data. Um, and often I think that most times we have always been there before. Uh, and this leads me to an unusual um, point that I'd like to make, which is most of the time we're not talking about the 19, BBC 1995 version of Pride and Prejudice enough, in my humble opinion. But what, Becky, you might ask me, does this have to do with uh, data um, and data governance? Well, nothing I think is inherently new. It's often just a spin on past ideas. And just as unions came from the idea of a protectionist craft guild, uh, there are some things we can learn from the systems and the processes that we've had in the past. How is it that I can sit down of an evening and watch the 1995 BBC version of Pride and Prejudice on Netflix? Well, this is through not a legal framework. This is through good, what I'd call good old fashioned collective bargaining um, and the process of residuals and payments to the actors and the creators of this programme. These are explicitly negotiated contracts where the union acts on behalf of the uh, of the creators with those who produced the um, the product here at the BBC, and that within that particular employment right is a sense of what would happen if this gets replicated again. So if my product is sold onwards, how do I still continue to reap the value? They're administered through a collections process, which is not really similar to um, a kind of data trust, I think. It's slightly different um, because it's based on this idea of the employment and the data and the rights that you, that you have when you're in the employment. And they are distributed collectively through both the employer side and also through the worker side. So there is... Um, we're not acting as as holders of somebody's individual data or their individual rights but we just act as a conduit between those particular two things so i'm just mindful of the time and want to kind of um you know take that picture of uh, mr darcy and elizabeth bennett off the screen i can keep it on there if people would like i'm happy to do so but i just think this whole idea of as we go into new worlds and new ideas, what have we done in the past that might have worked? And maybe it's sometimes about the resurrection of institutions past. <laughs>